Game Changers. Welcome to episode 17 of Purpose Potential Podcast. I posted something on Facebook not too long ago, basically sharing that just because you have not yet walked into the fullness of who God has called you to be does not mean that you aren't it at this very moment. I referenced King David and his succession into kingship, just sharing that even though it took years for him to come there after he was anointed, that he was actually a king at birth. Promotion comes from the Lord. At the appointed time, God will bring you to where he desires for you to be to accomplish his purposes. If you've said yes to God with your whole heart, all you really have to do is relax, obey, and learn to enjoy the ride. Success is absolutely the least of your worries because you are on God's assignment. I want to share with you a Periscope broadcast that I did in October of 2017. When I wrote this post, it reminded me of that broadcast and I went back to listen to it. You guys, it was just so solid that I just wanted to play it to you exactly as I delivered it at that time. But it was a reminder to me that I have always been this person. Now, my speaking quality and delivery has definitely improved since then. But the substance of what I was speaking about is actually very true to what I'm speaking about today. But this is a super important scope about playing your position. In this, I share how David successfully navigated each stage of the journey, how he didn't get ahead of himself and how he allowed himself to really embrace each season and how that led to his successful promotion. I hope that you enjoy this. This is going to be a little bit of a storytelling session. Um, so you guys can go back and fact check um, when you have an opportunity. But I'm going to be talking a little bit about the story of David. Um, and the text is 1 Samuel 16 through 2 Samuel 2. Thank you, Fanny. 1 Samuel 16 through 2 Samuel 2. Um, I drew these points out from the text and that's you know, maybe like about 15 chapters, but really, really good story. And so throughout my reading the story of David, um, one thing that really stood out to me was how he did not rush his process into kingship, how he did not rush his process into kingship. So in 1 Samuel 15, you'll see that um, basically the, uh, God told that God told uh, Saul that, you know, you're not reigning anymore. Saul disobeyed God. Saul would do a little bit of what God said, and he'd do a little bit of what he wanted to. And ultimately, God is like, I can't have you in position if you're not listening to me. If you're going to get up on this platform that I've given you and you're going to do your own thing, Saul, this isn't going to work out because as my king, you're supposed to be my voice, my mouthpiece. You're supposed to be following my cues and doing what, what I told you to do. But you you here with your own agenda. Um, and that's something that, you know, initially that's not a point, but I just want us to take out from that, that the reason why God processes us through, you know, the things that he has us to go through is because he got to make sure that he can trust us. Um, he has to make sure that when he puts us in that position, when he gives us that platform and when he gives us influence that we're going to do right by it um, for his glory and also for our legacy. Because, you know, many of people that we can name in society today, and we've talked about that before, have come to the rise and fall. They've spent years upon years, decades upon decades, building a legacy that at the very end was snatched from them. Um, and they'll probably go into the grave never recovering because their integrity was not intact. So this process that God takes us through, everything is extremely strategic um, and, and necessary for our preparation into what he's bringing us into. 
too. Hey, Bridget, I saw you. Hey to everybody that just hopped on. Hey to all my new people that are on here today. Thank you guys for joining. So, uh... David. Um, David was anointed by Samuel. So David was a sheep keeper. He was a sheep keeper and he was the youngest of his brothers. Um, Jesse was their father. And so you guys, I'm sure have heard that story before how Samuel, the prophet of the Lord, came to Jesse and said, God told me one of your sons was to be king over Israel. And you know, let me see him. I've come to do my work. I've come to anoint the king. And so Jesse, you know, already had discounted David because it's like, oh, you know, he ain't the one. You know, he the youngest. He just, you know, whatever. And so he brought out all his sons before him except David. You know, they doing they, you know, runway walks, tossing and turning like, you know, oh, is it me? And, you know, Samuel is like, Mm, the Lord didn't speak um, to me about any of these um, sons. Do you have another son? Like the Lord sent me here and uh, none of these are in. So they like, well, I do got one more like David. I mean, he's just in the field. He's just tending these sheep or whatever. And Samuel's like, okay, bring him here. And, and you know, of course, that was the one that the Lord would have Samuel to appoint and as king over Israel. Thank you guys so much. Um, but, but one thing is that he did not assume full position as king over Israel for about 15 years from that point, about 15 years. And so there was this period of time where he had to serve faithfully under the current king, even though the power of God and the presence of God had, be, had been taken from that king, and even though David had been appointed by the Lord to be the next king of Israel, he did not come into the possession of that right away. So here you have David with this word, right? And here you have a king that's not even being loyal and honoring God, and David served faithfully under this king um, until it was time to be released into his position. So the scripture says that from the day that God anointed David, that the Lord's spirit was powerfully upon him. So that meant, of course, David was able to do supernatural things. Of course, you guys know that story of David and Goliath. And, you know, even in the text, it says that the people were cheering Saul, which was the king at that time, has slayed thousands. But David has, you know, slayed tens of thousands. So he's doing these supernatural things, um, even in his early time because the Lord's spirit is powerfully upon him. And so I want to talk about a few things that David did that really stood out to me um, in this text about how David played his position. So he had this word, you know, from God that he was to be king over Israel. But then he had this process that he had to walk through. And then the thing is that the process was not clearly laid fully out before him. Um, when he, you know, got that word, he had to walk and just walk it out step by step by step um, until God made that release at the appointed time. Thank you all so much. Thank you for the love. Thank you guys for joining. Um, Regent has answered so many questions. I love it. I love it. So the first thing that um, I want to say is that one thing I loved that I saw um, that David did throughout this text is he inquired of the Lord 
and he waited for an answer. He inquired of the Lord and he waited for an answer. So you see key times in this text where he's like, Lord, like before I go here, I just want to make sure that this is where you want me to go. So he said, would you have me to go into this territory? And every time it says the Lord said yes, or the Lord says this territory. One thing that I've never saw David do um, in this text was get ahead of God. It always said this was the question that David asked the Lord, and this is the response that God gave him, and then subsequently um, David acted on it. So, you know, he, he was already anointed to be king of Israel. He already got that word. Hey, Lisa. He already got that uh, word, but he continued to acknowledge God at each step of the way. Um, one thing that, that I that I see that we do, I say we myself included at times, is that we get that first word from the Lord, we run with it, and we do our own thing from there. So David could have been like, oh, Samuel came to, you know, appoint me as king, and it's my show now, running up in there, you know, doing all he want, making his reign. But how can you carry the Lord's name? How can you, you know, carry this assignment from God and not be doing God's work, not be doing his assignment? I mean, what, what would it have looked like for David to say, I'm the next king, yet he's going out there doing things that clearly doesn't represent God's name? That's one thing that, you know, I see that, that we all have to make sure that we check you know, we're going out there, you know, we follow God, we're God's kingdom ambassadors, we're doing this, and there are, you know, ways that our attitude doesn't line up with that, or that our activities doesn't line up with that, and, and the way that we're going about things doesn't line up about that, and we really have to check ourselves, because I feel like this, this process that David um, was being taken through by God was not only um, just for his development. He had to show himself as a man of integrity and character um, in the light of the people. You know, the word says that God will give you favor among God and man, God and man. And so David was actually anointed three times during this process. He was anointed one time by Samuel, you know, for, you know, the Lord's uh, um, anointing. Then I believe it was another time where the people, um, when he came into the tribe of Judah, and then one other time, that's why I said, y'all go back and fact check me. First Samuel 16 through second Samuel two. But there was levels to that. There was levels to this process of him eventually, you know, coming into this full kingship um, of Israel. And so he had to look like a person of integrity before the people. You know, somebody can be anointed king and that doesn't necessarily mean that the people want you to be king. Look at our presidency now and I'm not going to speak any further on that. But we have a president that a lot of people do not respect. Yes, and that's my mommy, Dr. Gaylena White. Um, we have a president in place that a lot of people don't respect. So he's in a position, but he's his people are rebelling against him. But throughout this time that, you know, God processed David throughout this 15 years, he had the opportunity to not only prove himself faithful to God, but to prove himself as worthy of being a leader before the people that he would um, eventually become the leader over. Thank you guys for the super hearts. Thank you guys. So the first thing I saw is that he inquired of the Lord and waited for an answer each time. We're talking about playing our position. 
The second thing, and this has to be one of the most important things, one of the things that definitely, of course, stood out to me the most. David showed honor. David showed honor. So the Lord's spirit had left King Saul. The Lord's spirit came powerfully upon David. And, you know, that made Saul jealous. He knew that his time in, you know, leadership was coming to an end and he saw this young fellow that was just walking and doing these supernatural things that clearly the hand of God was upon him. His people even, you know, credited David as doing bigger things than the current king. Saul tried to kill David multiple times. It was like he was cool and David was, you know, serving under him faithfully, but then something came over him where he's like, uh-uh, this man has to go. David has to go. And so he tried to kill him several times. David, not once did I see in this text where he disrespected Saul and not only him, you know, disrespecting Saul, which he didn't do. He would not let other people in his presence disrespect the king. There were multiple times also in battle where David could have took a clean shot and just killed Saul like that. Like, it's handled. It's done. Y'all were on here last week. It's handled. And he didn't. But what he did, I remember in, in one passage, Saul and his uh, commander of the army were, were sleeping and uh, Saul's water jug and Saul's sword was, you know, sitting there on the side. And instead of killing him, which he could have took the sword, killed Saul while they were sleeping and dipped. But no, he took the sword, he took the water jug, he went back to where he was on the mountain, and then he basically, you know, called for Saul. And he was like, hey, it's your servant David. He never got ahead of himself. David was still telling Saul, this is your servant, David. He wasn't trying to take Saul's position. He wasn't trying to, you know, get ahead of himself. And I just want to let you know why you over here trying to kill me. Like, why you keep sending people for me? Like, I could have killed you, but who am I to touch the Lord's anointed? Who am I to touch the Lord's anointed? And he showed Saul proof that he could have took him clean out by showing him his water jug and his sword that was clearly sitting next to him. And now David has it up there, which is proof that he was there. And, you know, those type of things like David's just character and integrity, you know, at that time, and we all know that he slipped and fell, but who doesn't, you know, later on in the story, you know, of his kingship with Bathsheba, but he just showed such great honor um, to Saul. And then even at Saul's death, um, even at Saul's death, there, there was a storyline that um, there was a, a Malachite and he was like a bystander and Saul um, had decided that they were just about to like abuse and torture him in battle and so he fell on his own sword because he was like, nah, like let me spare myself something, but it didn't finish him out. And so there was this bystander and he told the bystander, go ahead and finish me out because I'm half dead. And so the bystander was like, cool, finish Saul out, Saul died. And so that, that bystander ran up to David, came like, David, Saul's dead. And Saul is, and David is like, okay, how did he die? And then the, the Amalekite was like, I killed him. And he was like, you did what? Like, who are you to touch the Lord's anointed? And then he had the bystander, you know, kill. He was like, because the blood is on your hands. Like, you know, 
Who were you to, to, to go there? Like David not only showed honor himself, he made other people show honor and he let people know that's a boundary that you don't cross. And so, you know, David had the kingship. He was anointed by God, appointed by the prophet of the Lord, but he realized that vengeance was the Lord's. You know, he had to continue to walk out the path and walk out his process as clean as possible. So part of him coming into rulership of Israel was him playing his position as a servant and making sure that he didn't have blood on his hands no matter what was going on to him he really trusted that God this is a path that God was taking him on you know that God was giving him the instruction and giving him the word as he asked and that God would continue to see him through no matter how things looked in the natural sense so the first thing he inquired of the Lord and waited for an answer. The second thing, he showed honor. And then the third thing that I love that David did was he held tight for the promise. He held tight for the promise. So, you know... Ooh, he's escaped death a couple times by Saul's hands. You know, he didn't went, you know, to battle and all this stuff. Finally, finally, God, it's been years and years and years. Finally, God, I can come into the promise that you've given me. Not yet, David. Not yet. So Saul's commander of the army, Abner, took one of Saul's sons that was still living and made him king. Okay, first off, Abner, who are you to make somebody king? Like, by whose authority are you making somebody king? But again, you know, the enemy play dirty. The enemy do illegal stuff all the time, but it's up to us to call the enemy out on it, right, when he's doing illegal stuff. But, you know, the commander of the army made one of other Saul's sons um, king. And so now, now they're, they're still in battle. Joab, um, you know, Joab, the commander of David's army is pursuing Saul's army, pursuing Saul's army. And then the scripture says that, you know, Saul's army or no longer Saul's army, the, the guy, the king's name was like Ish something, Ish Bohemeth or something like that. Um, you know, they were getting weaker and weaker and, you know, Saul's army was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, um, and then th this is the point in the text that I love. Um, eventually, they self-destructed. They self-destructed because the king that Abner appointed came to him like, who are you to sleep with my with, with the Lord's concubine? Basically, with his father's concubine. Who are you to sleep with her? And he's like, I can't believe this. Like, I made you king and you're turning against me? Nah, nah, nah. This ain't gonna happen. And then this is what he said. He was like... Surely as I live, I better go ahead and get a thing up to David. What? Y'all, y'all up here trying to run. Y'all trying to run with what's not yours. And then all of a sudden it comes to a point he's like, I ain't fighting the Lord no more. Surely as I live, I'm finna give up the, this throne, you know, here to David. And so David, he could have gotten extremely upset when Saul died and it still wasn't his. I think it was like another um, two years. Yes. Absolutely, they were turning each other when there's no honor. I think it was like another two years that David had to wait before he came into the fullness of what God had prophesied to him, what he had spoke to him, you know, through the prophet David. And before that, you know, there was a lot of territories in Israel that he didn't have. He just was king over the tribe of Judah which is a very, you know, small, you know, component of that and was kind of considered a, a separate territory from what I read. But he was, you know, king over the tribe of Judah, but he was not in full possession of God had spoke to him. So, so this is another thing right here. He was spoken to, 
when he was, you know, in his father's field, that he would be king over Israel. Now Saul has died and he's only king over Judah. Whole lot of territories in Israel that he, you know, has not came into the possession of yet. He could have stopped. He could have been like, okay, maybe that word from the Lord wasn't sure. You know, he told me Israel, but Saul has died and now somebody else is king. This doesn't make sense. I didn't hear about this. This wasn't in the story. What? But he kept on. He held tight. His commander held tight, whatever. And then eventually they gave it up to him. So are you going to stop short of the promise? Because it does not look like, you know, God is going to deliver you know, on what it is that, that he told you to. I mean, he had a little bit of it, right? He had a little bit of the promise. He didn't have the full promise, but he could have got real thrown off that he only came into possession of a little bit of the promise and he could have stopped right there. But he kept on, he moved forward, and eventually they self-destructed. They self-destructed. And so David came into possession of everything that God promised him. So, we're talking about playing our position. The first thing, we're taking the story of David. We're talking from uh, 1 Samuel 16 through 2 Samuel 2. This is a paraphrase, but you guys can go and read back. And I was talking about three things that really stood out to me about David's journey and his process as he went from being anointed by the Lord until he came into um, possession of what God promised him. The first thing being he inquired of the Lord and waited for an answer multiple times. It wasn't like, oh, I asked you, God, oh, you didn't answer me fast enough. Let me just go and do my own thing. That's what Saul did. Um, and that's how Saul got his kingship taken from him because he wanted to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You have to follow the Lord's word. We have to follow follow um, the Lord's word exactly as he tells us to. Um, second thing is that David showed honor. He was serving somebody who basically hated him. You know, I, there was a point that it said, you know, and Saul basically hated David for the rest of his days. So he's serving somebody who is his leader that hates him, who's trying to kill him. And David is like, I'm serving you faithfully. Like, I'm doing everything that you have for me to do. I'm protecting you. I could have killed, you know, what is this? But he showed honor. And that's what matters to God. Honor. God. God's hand never left David. It said the Spirit of the Lord was powerfully upon him. So even when he is in these treacherous, treacherous situations, you know, God is still with him. And he led him through safely um, every single step of the way. And then the last thing was he held tight for the promise. He came into possession of a little bit of the promise. Um, you know, when Saul died, not the full promise. And he still had to hold out, hold out, hold out a little longer. What am I saying? I'm saying that God's word is for an appointed time. God's word is for an appointed time. Yes, you're gifted. Yes, the Lord's hand is upon you. But you cannot skip your process. You cannot skip your process. There is levels to this. There are different things that, you know, God allowed David. I love when the Bible says that, when it says that God allowed and when God causes things to happen, it just lets me know that nothing slips past God. Um, but there are things that he will allow to happen, you know, so that you can operate in the greatness that he's called you to. You know, if we are skipping seasons, we are going to be um, 
unprepared. We are going to slip up somewhere. You have to get your foundation together because that time when it comes, it comes quick and there ain't no preparation. Like when that time, that appointed time comes for you, it's not a, you know, get ready. It's you better be ready. My spiritual mother, Dr. Galena White is on here. And Dr. Galena White is the one that I credit um, as ushering me into my purpose. She it was a divine prophetic voice that came into my life and just has been beyond what I can even express in words to me. Um, and she recently got an opportunity to speak at a conference. Hey, Ivan. She recently got an opportunity to speak at a conference, literally a big conference, um, like within a week of the conference actually happening. But one thing that she said is that God had took her through 40 days of consecration leading up into that time. She had no idea that that was going to come into her hand to do, but she was prepared. She did what the Lord said. I'm going to go into this consecration because the Lord told me to without knowledge that an opportunity like that and an opportunity that big was on the other side for her but when it came she was prepared and oh my goodness did she show out you guys can go scroll down my personal Facebook page to see um, the Facebook live that I shared when she was preaching and now that has platformed her on an even greater level than what she was before I remember I posted something and somebody was like oh my goodness one of my friends this all the way on the east coast they were like oh I just heard her at a conference oh my goodness she's amazing whole nother audience but God does that God knows what he's bringing you into but he also knows that you need to be prepared for it so what if she would have said oh I'm gonna wait um yes Ivan I shared his too Ivan Land Jr he delivered an amazing word you'll find his right right next to that on my page if you scroll down um to find it but you know we cannot wait until God is you know putting the opportunity in front of us to get ready, we have to be ready. Um, and so you must play your position at every level until God gives you the green light to advance. David served in excellence in every single season God brought him to. He was excellent at keeping the sheep. He was excellent at killing Goliath. He was excellent at playing, you know, his harp before, you know, King Saul. He was excellent in battle. David proved himself to be excellent at every single level. He played his position thoroughly um, and fully until God brought him into the promise. But we can't be up here in this season slacking because it don't look like God is going to do for us what he said he was going to do. Part of him bringing it that into our lives fully and in the manifestation and quickly is us doing um, what we need to be doing in this season. And so David could have taken matters into his own hands at any time um, throughout Throughout this period of time, which I believe to be about 15 years, he could have taken matters into his own hands at any time, but he chose to follow God's instruction and he chose to do it God's way. And at the appointed time, the appointed time, the appointed time, his enemy self-destructed and his integrity remained intact. Are you willing to prepare when it doesn't look like your promise is still coming? Yes. Are we willing to prepare? Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Great. We take that scripture. We love it. We quote it. 
If you read the top of Jeremiah 29, it says this was a letter written to the survivor, the surviving elders in exile, meaning they had already been through some stuff. And they weren't in the promised land, meaning that in exile, after they already took some hits in battle, after they're already, you know, only a few of them survived, God speaks this word and he says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. What God? I'm, I'm a refugee, you know, I'm, I'm in exile. I'm not, how are you going to tell me that you have, you know, these, these plans for me? And so we have to hold on to the word of God and we have to believe God. We have to believe God. I think it just all comes down to, we have to believe God. Don't self-destruct um, by taking matters into your own hands this season. Follow the path that God lined up for you. Even if it does not look like it's leading to what he promised you, keep your integrity and character in check, game changers. Keep your integrity and character in check. Scripture and Proverbs says that, you know, a great name is better than silver and gold. Like, it ain't worth your character. Your name is all you got. I was talking to one of my friends um, who's in the political realm pretty high up and she was telling me your name is all you got. Your name is all you got. So so if, if you out there, you know, in the political realm, your name gets trashed, you're done. Your name is worth more than silver and gold. That's what the scripture says. Um, inquire of God and wait for the answer. Inquire of God and wait for the answer. One thing that my spiritual mother, Dr. Gaylena White, taught me, I am so blessed that you're on here. Thank you, mommy. Um, is that go back and do your first works over, right? So I, I don't believe that we're ever without an instruction, you know, from the Lord. And so if something is cloudy, go back to the first word that God spoke to you. Do them first works over, you know, do that word over. Um, and then, you know, wait for God to give you that answer. Um, if God is not releasing the next instruction to you, it's probably because you didn't do the first one either accurately in completion something but you always have you know a word from God and so inquire of God and wait for the answer um because he will lead you into all that he has for you without compromise game changers I hope that that really encouraged you just to look at what season you're in embrace it and to know that you're exactly where you need to be in God's plan this episode is brought to you by The Content House, a full-service media and project management agency, a.k.a. the group that has me feeling real official for Purpose Potential Podcast. The Content House offers a plethora of services for entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives to level up in their content and media game. Whether you're talking about photography, videography, audio, or video podcast recording, logo design, website design, they offer the works in a state-of-the-art facility in South Holland, Illinois. I encourage you guys to check them out over at thecontenthousechicago.com. I want to hear from you. Take a screenshot of this podcast to let me know that you're listening. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asia Corinne. You can also download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Use the hashtag Purpose Potential Podcast. 
Also, if you have questions or comments, email me at hello at purposepotentialpodcast.com. Allow me to reintroduce myself just one more time. My name is Asia Corinne McGee, and I'm on assignment to help God's kingdom ambassadors to maximize their impact. I'll see you next week on Purpose Potential Podcast.